Hello, and welcome to our first ever episode of Podcast BC, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories from the product community around Vancouver and British Columbia, Canada. My name is Blake Fisher, and I'll be your host for our first season. I grew up in Vancouver and have been involved in the tech community here for the last 10 years or so, mostly in startups, financial services, and fintech and software agency. I am currently group product manager at Rise People, an all-in-one HR platform based locally here in BC out of Burnaby. I have been a member of Product BC for the past few years, and it was through this community that I have found a lot of exciting people to network with and learn from. I'm always inspired by the energy, openness, and experiences that people who work here in product management, product marketing, product design, and engineering roles bring. It's for this reason that I was inspired to meet more of the community through chats and share their stories to those working here remotely or abroad, or are looking to come here and want a taste of what being in product here in BC is like. Season one of this podcast will be organized around a central theme and broken up across six episodes between now and the spring of 2021 and the summer. For this season, I'm tackling a subject close to the heart of Vancouver and Canadian culture, diversity, equality, and inclusion, specifically for those in the product community. I'll be inviting guests with personal experiences related to each episode's topic to come and chat with me and explore their stories. My hope is that we all listen, share, and learn from the stories that are presented with the aim of becoming better allies with everyone we meet throughout our career. Together, we can be a force of change and progress within the companies we work for and the communities we inhabit to build a vibrant and inclusive product community for all. To kick things off on episode one today, I am joined by Timothy Young, President of Product BC and Associate Director at EY Canada. I've known Timothy for a few years now and have observed his growth in product roles from his last few years at TELUS Digital to his recent start at EY Canada. Timothy has also built up his involvement through Product BC and has served as president of the board of Product BC over the last year. I'll be asking Timothy about his journey and coming to Vancouver from Hong Kong in his adult life, his work with the rest of the Product BC board to bring diversity and inclusion to the forefront of Product BC's goals this year, and how he has viewed the importance of declaring an organizational vision, mission, and values to keep on track for progressive change. Please stick around to listen in. Thanks for your time. All right. Uh, today we have Timothy Young. Thank you, Timothy, for joining me today. I'm super excited for you to be the first guest on Broadcast BC. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Blake. Uh, it's always a pleasure to connect with you, and I'm super excited to be part of this inaugural episode of Broadcast BC. And kudos to you and the team for putting this together. And I really love that fun, creative name. Yeah. Episode number one. Here we go. Um, what I really want to do with you today, Tim, uh, before we really crack into it and do anything serious, um, tell me about how things are going for you lately. Uh, you must be pretty busy. You got a new role at EY Canada, and I hear you've got some wedding plans going up. <laughs> yeah, things are going well lately. And, you know, like a true product manager, I'm juggling between a number of things like getting up to speed for my role at EY, planning a small COVID safe wedding that is happening less than three months away from now and uh, helping out with a lot of the pro exciting product BC initiatives and also working on some personal projects. So, you know, 
the prioritization piece and you know juggling between all of this that provides the highest amount of value uh, to my loved ones and you know to to my peers at work it's definitely uh, very important and here's also a fun fact and uh, i've tried to apply what i've learned literally in product management to my own wedding planning as well and uh, there's a cool website called scrumyourwedding.com if you haven't heard of it if you any of you are planning a wedding this is a great tool to use in terms of like providing kind of like a framework and using a scrum methodology to track you know user stories for the wedding and you know making it practical yet fun and uh well in fact due to the current covid restrictions our wedding um in three months are going to be is it's going to be pretty small. So it might be an MVP, you know, we might end up doing a larger reception uh, next year or later when the COVID social gathering uh, restrictions lift a little bit. And then you've also mentioned, you know, my new, new role at EY, uh, definitely an exciting time. I joined the Canada Tech Hub, which is uh, the sixth in the world for EY, basically local product teams that build products for internal and external clients. This team in Canada is about just over a year old. And, um, you know, EY traditionally is known as a professional services firm. But through these global tech hubs, we are building exciting cloud-based products and services uh, that includes reusable domain-specific microservices. A lot of it is on Microsoft Azure, uh, but we to use other technologies like IBM Watson as well. And we are integrating technologies from AI to data analytics to robotic process automation and uh, a lot of exciting emerging technologies. So it's been busy, but uh, it's been very, very exciting. Hmm. Sounds like COVID's giving you an opportunity to beta test your wedding before you do a bigger <laughs> event afterwards. So you got it. it. It's a right on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so as you know, uh, with uh, the first episode of Podcast BC and uh, with this upcoming season, a uh, six episode arc, um, I really mm -hmm. want to align uh, the guests uh, to the show and the themes of the show. Uh, to stories of diversity, hear a little bit more about the people uh, working in product in Vancouver and around British Columbia, uh, and get a sense of like their backgrounds, their experiences, and what's happening. So, uh, for yourself, uh, you know, I was really interested in your story about coming to Vancouver uh, for the first time as an adult, uh, and your story of what it's been like for you moving to Canada, getting your education here, and starting your career in Vancouver. Yeah, that's uh, definitely quite an interesting story and journey. So I moved here after I turned 18, and that was quite a while back. And my first year and a half in Vancouver was a whirlwind. So first of all, I broke my arm in half from a snowboarding accident just four months into my journey in YVR. Um, what a way to, you know, be introduced to, you know, a brand new life in a brand new city in a brand new country that I've never lived in. And then a year later, after I've recovered and got admitted into the University of British Columbia, the condo I was living in got completely burned down in a four alarm fire. So I remember being on the news, speaking to reporters about, you know, how I barely made it out alive if I was like leaving the condo five minutes later. I don't even know if I would be speaking to you for this episode here. Um, but it was definitely, you know, lucky that I got out in time. But all these experiences, what it really taught me was grit, uh, which continues to be a major force and theme, which helps me move towards achieving my long-term goals. It actually also helped me 
uh, break into product management. And it also helps me to continue to hone my own style of what I call quote unquote gritty product management. <laughs> it's a, definitely a pretty interesting concept, but in terms of like adjusting to, you know, the Vancouver work scene throughout my undergraduate studies, I've worked in a variety of part-time jobs from selling jeans at Levi's to serving tables at a Japanese hot pot restaurant to, you know, working as a teller in a bank. And then, you know, I also crunched numbers as an accounting assistant at a ticket broker slash reseller so you know it's one of those companies where they i think they had like bots where they automatically buy concert tickets as they come out and resell them on e-commerce and a bit controversial but it was a interesting experience for sure and then i also worked in the trade office of Hong Kong. Actually, you know, Hong Kong has a trade office in Vancouver. So I worked there for a bit as well. So all of these experiences, you know, even before I graduated from school or from university really helped me build the necessary soft skills that would ultimately be transferable into a PM role. So at that time, I didn't know I was going to do this thing called product management uh, as a career, but, you know, all of these add up and are highly beneficial as I transition into that career. Well, thanks for that. That's quite a, a journey to get to where you are now. Um, did you find yourself in any of those jobs or through university or even just getting set up in Vancouver here, facing any sort of challenges or barriers in terms of like really feeling comfortable in Vancouver or your roles? So since Hong Kong was a former British colony, I read and write in English, you know, while I was growing up there. However, it was still a bit of an adjustment, I would say, for me to actually converse in English on a daily basis after my move here. My experience of doing grammar school in Hong Kong, yeah, we still have grammar schools in Hong Kong, similar to, you know, the British system at the time, really helped. Uh, however, uh, as I get familiar and get accustomed to life here, one thing that I find interesting is people seem to find my the mixture of my Canadian and British and Cantonese accents really interesting. So instead of having it as a disadvantage for myself, it became more of an icebreaker in conversations and it almost becomes an advantage for me. So that's, you know, kind of one thing that originally I thought was going to be a barrier to entry to a lot of things I do here, which turns out to be, you know, the other way around. And then secondly, I would say, you know, growing up in an Asian family, I was taught not to, you know, boast too much about my achievements. And in product management, though, and in a lot of professional careers, generally speaking, that could sometimes be a little counterproductive. So it wasn't until I met uh, Eric Bin, one of our beloved product leaders in the community, whom I consider to be a mentor figure to me, pointed out to me uh, that I started, you know, working on better crafting my personal branding and my storytelling. And it became crucial as I started to build my career as a product leader as well. And, you know, it's really important, obviously, to be leading at work with humility, but at the same time, finding the fine balance between the two is very important. Obviously, you know, humility is a key trait of servant leadership, which is a leadership style that is often seen in product managers. But we can definitely stay humble as product leaders while we build up our personal brand to really help not just our employers or bosses, but also our stakeholders understand what we do, what our strengths are in, and give them the confidence that we know what we're doing and are able to, you know, 
really fight for the customers in terms of being the customer advocate and champion uh, while collaborating with all kinds of stakeholders across the organization. That's really great to hear, uh, to take anything that would usually be a barrier and find it as a strength, uh, you know, find icebreakers, even in your accent, to like get people to know you a little bit better. And I love humility. That's one of my core values uh, deep down as well. And I think it's so important for us in product uh, to, you know, engage and empathize with customers uh, mm-hmm. and with users in general and colleagues, um, really, really important skill. So thanks for sharing that. I figured that would be one of your uh, favorite, you know, leadership skills and trade as well. I definitely see that in you, Blake. You're a very humble uh, product leader uh, in our community. And every time I hear from you, you're just so eloquent and elegant in putting those values together. So, yeah, thanks for saying that. Um, so talk to me, like after university, um, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously found your start in product. So what was your journey into product like? So after graduating from UBC, I actually did not work in product nor tech from the get-go. And um, I actually started working in a very niche field of finance called estate planning. And in estate planning, what I did was helping ultra high net worth individuals, families, and their businesses do tax and estate planning. And uh, that saves them, you know, millions of dollars in taxes. And uh, about three years into this career, I really felt an urge to be more deliberate, deliberate in creating value for everyday people uh, and small businesses. And obviously it's, you know, good to be able to help, uh, those ultra high net worth uh, individuals and the families as well. But I feel a stronger urge to be able to start doing things that create value for people that I know, people around me. And especially I knew a lot of small business owners. Uh, a lot of my friends uh, ended up becoming entrepreneurs. So I switched to working in the digital space um, three years after I started the finance, my finance career and worked on delivering e-commerce websites as products. We were developing e-commerce sites with agile methodologies, and I was a product owner on the team, but in the BC agency, product agency kind of environment, um, I was really focused on heads down delivery work at that time and didn't really have the opportunity or, you know, time to focus more on things like higher level product strategies, driving those strategies and roadmap in a PM type of role. So fast forwarding to the beginning of 2018, I attended the BrainStation product management course, and I got to meet a lot of really great product folks there. And Stuart Wurgers and uh, Jeff Ramparek, who were my instructors, they really helped me shift my thinking from, you know, purely delivery of product into strategic product management. And Andrea Harrison, who was also on the board of Product BC at that time, also came and taught a couple of sessions. It was a lot of fun. And the rest is history. You know, I was able to continue to build my career as a product leader. And I really felt empowered learning from great leaders in the course, like uh, Stuart, who's still a VP at Lambda, and Jeff, who's now a director of product at Clio. Andrea, director at Moss. So, you know, they're all great product leaders who are also active in the community. So uh, I felt really uh, empowered as well as blessed to have met so many great folks there. Awesome. Well, I've known you for the last few years now, uh, when you worked at Telus and I worked at Van City, there's a <laughs> lot of close affinities uh, between the two. And I've seen your rise uh, after your bootcamp there and through Telus, 
into Product VC, uh, which obviously this podcast is part of. Um, and in the last year, uh, you've risen even further, uh, taking on the role of president of Product VC. Uh, so I'm curious from your perspective, like what brought you into Product VC initially and what's your experience been like along the way? So I would say, you know, the role of just helping out as a president on the board, it's really servant leadership type of role and just focusing on empowering and, you know, making sure everyone has what they need to real actualize and realize a lot of the great ideas they have um, that is according to product BC vision, mission and values. But how this all began was a few years ago, attended an event or two, but it was actually not until Stuart encouraged me to join Product BC that I started becoming actively involved with our amazing community here. And I started out by volunteering in marketing for Product BC, and I got to work very closely with Dan Golden, uh, who was one of the board members, and he, he was actually one of the co-founders of the Product BC nonprofit org as well. So I've learned a lot of from him. And then one thing led to another. I started helping out as a board member in 2019. And the experience has been simply fantastic. And I've learned so much from everyone in our community. I've learned a lot from our fellow volunteers and board members. I got to meet you through the community as well, Blake. And uh, a lot of these amazing stories just really speak to how great and connected and united the community is. So being able to help as the board president this term has been a true blessing to me. Yeah, I've really enjoyed my time with Product BC as well. It's been great just to have a place on so many different topics uh, topics <laughs> that uh, we can chat through on Slack and the like. So uh, huge uh, props to your involvement there and supporting the community going forward. Oh, thank you. I'm just one of many, many, many volunteers. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big community. Yeah. Um, one thing you touched on there was around the vision, mission, and value statement. So I know Product BC uh, changed that uh, this year. Um, I'm sort of curious what brought about that change and what has that change meant to you? Yeah, so, you know, huge kudos to both our community as well as the board of directors. We've worked uh, very collaboratively on putting together the updated vision statement, a new mission statement, and the value statements. And diversity, equity, and inclusion have always been a recurring agenda item for the board for for a while. But last year, we were finally able to make DEI our number one priority. And after a lot of discussions, we were able to revitalize the statements. And they are not just statements, but they are really our guiding principles in capturing what we are about and truly reflecting the kind of things we want to do going forward, guiding us in terms of designing programs and events and initiatives that would truly better serve our community on multiple levels. It's uh, really awesome to start seeing a lot of these positive impacts that came out of events where we start to tackle more of the uh, pressing challenges in the DEI space. And also events where we talk about how do we make product practices or, you know, the building of products more inclusive. Uh, As well, we saw a lot of great responses and applications already for our inaugural scholarship program cohort. We also saw a lot of increase in terms of diversity in the mentorship program. So when we have an aligned vision and mission and values, you know, you can see that everything we do, um, these just become things that we live in brief. And while we intentionally design programs and events and content around the DEI theme, naturally, every decision we make 
we think about whether this is something that aligns with our principles, and that has been a great achievement of the entire team. In terms of what this means personally to me, it means the world to me.、Um, my parents met in Canada many, many years ago, and they moved back to Hong Kong after their schooling. And you know, I grew up as a Chinese Canadian that was born overseas. But I've always heard about the great, friendly, and increasingly diverse nature of Canada. So, well, despite not having lived in this country until I turned eighteen. So after I moved here to Vancouver, it certainly did not disappoint. But obviously, there's still a ton of work that we can do to further improve diversity and inclusion, especially in the tech space. I've always been keen to play the role of a bridge, fostering understanding between different cultures. Having lived half of my life in Asia and half of my life here, and、uh, yeah, so this is all very exciting to me. Well, well, thanks for your answer there. Um, the vision, mission, and value statements was、uh, really inspiring for myself.、Uh, it obviously、uh, contributed quite heavily to this podcast and what I hope to do this season,、uh, bringing in a lot of different perspectives and voices on that topic. So stay tuned for more on that.、Um, so Timothy, what would you like to see、uh, become of Product BC over time? You know, with your involvement and, and rise to, to your new role as、uh, president. Where do you want to see the product community in Vancouver go, and、uh, further in BC itself? My hope is to see Product BC further evolving as an organization that elevates BC's positioning in both product and technology in general, and playing a role in helping BC becoming a shining beacon and example on the global stage, especially, especially as a diverse and inclusive tech hub. I remember a few years ago I was registering for ProductCon, and、uh, that was way before、uh, the COVID situation. And for the virtual option, were remember I think it was free, <laughs> but you know as you pick the virtual option, you have to also pick the city that you're located in. And Vancouver was nowhere to be found. You have to, you know, basically just pick the other option. There was London. There was, you know, Silicon Valley. There was Toronto. There was a lot of different places. There was Austin. I can't remember the full list now, but there's no Vancouver. And you know, obviously, sure, it's just a list at the end of the day. But it really speaks to the fact that even though Vancouver is such a growing tech and product hub, it may not be recognized as such yet in the global scene. All that sounds good, you know, North Star vision. But most importantly, though, I would say, you know, since Product BC is truly a grassroots organization, we will always prioritize the needs of our local community, and you can see that from our mission and vision statements as well. And particularly amongst the value statements, I really love the one that's called Hashtag Excellence.、Um, basically, it speaks to us building a community of greatness together, a community of greatness that helps people develop their craft at any stage of The career, and we want to do so in a safe and supportive way, and continually, proactively removing systemic barriers to achieve justice and equity for everyone, for all people. And we want everyone to continue to feel safe and supported in the journeys as they explore and pursue various different opportunities in product. In fact, I have heard from a number of community members in Product BC that they feel Product BC is almost like a second family to them, and it's super encouraging. And I really sincerely hope that we can continue to make that the case for many, many more people,、uh, whether they are newcomers to BC or folks who were in a different 
different career trying to break into product or you know product managers who have been honing the craft in the space for a long time and is looking for more support from a community who are passionate who are dedicated to help each other out and a community that is just so keen on seeing everyone succeed and uh, that's you know all really encouraging and i I sincerely wish, you know, we can continue to do more to make sure this continues. It's really interesting to hear about um, what it takes to get Vancouver on the map, uh, you know, with product con in the past, not having Vancouver as an option. It's always really, <laughs> maybe they do now. I don't know. <laughs> they, uh, they may have evolved. I mean, I think mind the product and stuff has also started to include Vancouver as an yes. option, but getting Vancouver on the map is definitely a really big key. And on top of that, uh, I'd really like to think about in the future, and maybe this season can help explore that, like what differentiates Vancouver as well? Like why is our tech community, our product community, uh, one to really consider for people that want to come here and work in that industry? So definitely something to keep top of mind and keep the conversations mm -hmm. going on Slack and elsewhere. But uh, and actually, I think actually hot off the press uh, today, Microsoft announced they're adding 500 jobs in Vancouver. So, you know, there's definitely something different something that is uh, attractive about you know vancouver is a tech hub to a lot of uh, global companies as well yeah a lot of buzz coming up so stay tuned on the recruitment <laughs> <laughs> well uh timothy i really appreciate you setting some time in our inaugural episode here uh, it was really great to talk to you as always um and for sharing your personal journey and experiences i uh, just wanted to give you an opportunity to share any parting thoughts for our listeners today so one parting thought i would love to leave with all of you here today is to really think about as product professionals, whether you're in product management or product marketing or product operations or other type of product work like product design, we're definitely people who are seen to be ones where we influence without authority, you know, like for example, as a PM, you work with engineers who may not, you know, directly report to you. How do we hone this skill and utilize and leverage it to start doing things that further the goals of achieving diversity and inclusion in, in the workplace you are in. Now, obviously, a lot of companies in BC are doing a fantastic job in moving the dial in terms of uh, improving and increasing diversity and inclusion. But if you see a gap in a certain area, whether it's, you know, maybe in a certain team, there is a gap in pay equity between genders, for example, uh, which, by the way, Unbounce, uh, one of the companies in our community does a fantastic job in, in terms of uh, achieving pay equity. But, you know, just identify what may be some potential gaps or problems that are, you know, potentially something that you and your fellow product folks in your teams can start influencing and doing bits and pieces to start building up uh, larger initiatives that could move the dial. And that would be something that will be really keen for all of us to explore. And uh, I know for this season, Blake has planned a number of fantastic episodes uh, around the DEI theme as well. So definitely tune in and listen to the upcoming podcast episodes and hear about some tips and tricks that our upcoming guests would be sharing in terms of things that you can bring back to work to be a champion in this space. Thank you so much for having me today, Blake. Yeah, awesome. It's been great to have you and great final message there, uh, influencing 
uh, without authority. Definitely a big topic that's useful to product people. And I look forward to your future book about product management with grit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so definitely get that draft going. Um, thanks again, uh, Timothy, for joining us today. Thank you, Blake. It's good to Thank see you. you. And uh, we'll chat again very soon. Sounds good. See you around, Tim. See you around. This podcast was made in collaboration with the volunteer marketing team behind Product BC. A big thank you to Camille Paterno for helping with the audio production and to Estella Lee, Peter Wynn, Timothy Young, and others for supporting the planning of this podcast along the way. Please go to productbc.ca if you're interested in becoming a member and joining the community. Well, that's all for today's first episode of Progcast BC. Thanks for listening in and thank you to Timothy Young for joining me today. Join us again for our next episode in a few weeks where we look to chat with other local guests on topics like gender equality, women in product, and building a diverse product team. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast apps so you never miss an episode. Plus, if you're not already a member, please consider joining Product BC and join the community conversations over Slack with the rest of us to share feedback on the show, to ask product questions with the community, or to share some of your own personal stories and product experiences. I really appreciate you joining in. This is Procast BC.